I'm so coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it when it's all. Jesus. 
is God all by himself. Is Jehovah Jireh. Is the one and only God. The one who was, who is, and who is to come. Give him thanks this evening and exalt him. It is not about you tonight. It's about him. Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom evening people of God. Shalom evening everybody. Shalom evening church. Please I believe you are all doing well. Wow. Glory to Jesus. Thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well with you. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. I believe you can all hear me clearly. All right. All right. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' name. I want to welcome all of you to this evening's session of the prophetic training. I believe strongly that God is about to be a great blessing to our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Wow. I think people are still having problems with the, the, the volume. So let me check it. Can you hear me now? Is it, is it better? Is it okay? Is it okay now? Is it okay now? All right, all right, all right. We give God all the praise and all the glory. I don't know what's wrong with the, um, I don't know whether it's my port beam or it's my headset. I don't know. Because if I disconnect the headset, you don't really hear me. And if I connect it to, it looks like along the line, um, the sound goes down a little bit. I don't know what's going on. But is it okay now? God all the praises of love. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. I want to welcome all of you to this evening's session of the prophetic training. And it is time to go into the word of God. And I believe strongly that the Lord is going to be a great blessing even to our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever the Lord has prepared for us by his grace and mercy. We are going to receive everything in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you. And I also want to congratulate all of you for 
entering into the most amazing month that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. This is the month of the hand of God. And in this month, we are going to see God's hand work mightily for us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, we give God all the praise and all the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's take a word of prayer and let's move straight into the word of God. We are praying. Mighty one of Israel, we give you glory, Lord Jesus. We honor you for such a time as this in your presence. Eternal Father, we give you all the glory for making this moment possible that your children will come before your everlasting throne begin to have fellowship with your spirit in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We pray, O oh God, that you pour on us even the waters of your spirit. Open your everlasting arms even unto us. Embrace us even as we come before thee. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, cause your word even to shine like light in our hearts. For the Bible says that the entrance of thy word giveth light and even Give it understanding even unto the simple. We pray for the spirit of wisdom. We pray for the spirit of revelation. We pray for the spirit of knowledge. We pray for the spirit of understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus, cause us even to be lifted to the heights of revelation. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the eyes of understanding be enlightened that we might know even the hope of our calling. In the mighty name of Jesus, your word is already anointed. That's my list with celestial coals of fire. Let me speak words that are seasoned with salt, that it will impart grace even into the hearts of your listeners, that your name alone will be glorified. We give you all the praise, even in Jesus' precious, mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. All right. We give God all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I want to once again welcome all of you to this evening's session of the prophetic training. I believe strongly that the hand of the Lord will be lifted and God will fulfill His will. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. How many of us, how many of us were able to how many of us were able to read the five chapters of the book of Genesis today? If you were able to read that, let me know. God bless you, Mrs. Lydia. God bless you. God bless you, Papa Rosie. Joseph, God bless you. Wow. Wow. God bless you. God bless you. I know many of you have questions. Some of you, the questions you have written in your books alone. Hey, only 11 people read it. And we are 107 here. 107. And only 11 people read it. Hey! God, you step down and check something for me. Holy Ghost, I beg, 
Just one minute. Come and come and see something. Come and see something, oh, your servant, I'm doing what you asked me to do, but your people are not doing what you are supposed to do. And long as obey your voice, you tell them what they are supposed to do, God, and do the rest. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please, it is not too late. We are still in today. If you have not read it, make sure you read it before tomorrow. Are you with me? The, the first five chapters of the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 to chapter 5. Make sure you finish it. Make sure you finish it. The kind of journey that we are we are actually in right now, don't come and ask anybody. I'm telling you. Are you with me? Listen to me. There are some of you. Your pastors are very busy. Your pastors, they are very busy. They don't have time for you to say, okay, let us go through the whole Bible. They, they don't have that time. Huh? So if you get chances like this and you waste them, listen, God is trying to be of a great help to you. If you know what we are doing, you wouldn't be joking. I'm telling you. Okay. Lord, I've done my part. Um, that's your people for you. Holy Ghost, your people though. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't understand why people do that. This is the main reason why we are not seeing the glory of God in our lives. I'm telling you, we are not disciplined at all, at all, at all. Not at all. Huh? It were to be examination in your field. Huh? You, you, you will sit down, you will not even sleep. You burn the midnight candle just to go and write economics and get an A. And you think that one is fulfillment in destiny. You see? Let me be very plain with you. I will change my message to be that. I will change my message. I will change my message. I will change my message. Because, I don't know. May the Lord have mercy on us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. The whole day you have been on WhatsApp. The whole day. The whole day. You have been on Instagram. 
You don't have time to study the scriptures. You are the same person too. When problem happens to you, you want to ask God, God, why? You are not serious. You are not serious. And if you, I'm telling you, if we don't open our eyes and become serious, the devil will play with our destinies like that's how. I'm telling you, if we don't become disciplined in this, you see, even people that are working with drugs, they are much more disciplined than Christians. People that are working with drugs and other spirits. Because if they misbehave, they can die. But God is so merciful. And we have taken the message of God as a means of not showing respect. The Christians, we are too, we are too, I don't know. That is why all these ungodly people, they insult us. Hmm? They keep insulting us. They don't know who is this. Just leave them alone. No, at least all people, not fake people. Hmm? And still, there is nothing. There is nothing we can do. Listen to me, child of God. Hmm. Hear me. The two. Let me say, the 30-minute message that your pastor will preach in church will never let you understand the Bible. Are you with me? Every Sunday, you go to church, every Sunday. And look at the number of years you started going to church. Since you were at the age of 11, you've been going to church till now. Every day, pastors are preaching from the same Bible. But when we tell you what is the whole Bible about, you will not, you will not be able to say anything. You are even here, when we say Jesus is coming, then you are crying. Don't you even know that that one alone disqualifies you? Look at this one. You are here, when we say that the Lord Jesus is coming, you will be shivering. You will be shivering. You don't understand what the Bible is saying. You don't know anything. You know, I have been going to church for 27 years now. Every day they preach from the Bible. And they even do Bible studies on Wednesdays. Still, you don't understand the Bible. Still now, you don't understand the Bible. And instead of you to make time. And let me tell you, as long as you don't understand the Bible, the enemy is always ready to deceive you from the same Bible you don't understand. Because anything you don't have knowledge and understanding about, you are ignorant when it comes to that thing. And this is what God said, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Not because the devil is powerful. It is because my people do not have knowledge. And that is why they are perishing. And instead of us, we always be ready to know, to have knowledge, then know. You want unnecessary information. Hey, if Yashua has done this, a blogger will type something. Long mess, you read the whole thing about a Yashua Slega. Huh? You see a video that will pop up. Hey, Chemeun to me has done this. You watch the whole video. You don't have time for the word of God. Hey, 
This thing we are doing that we call Christianity, this is the main reason why we are struggling. Mm, I'm telling you, this is the main reason why we are struggling. And that some people, no matter what you tell, they will not listen. They will keep living their lives like just mere people. And when the enemy talks them in life, they will now start, they will now start looking for um, other options. By the time they realize, they will find themselves at, at the feet of a fetish priest. And their souls will be locked. Even when they were Christians, their souls will be locked. There are many Christians that started with God, but they failed to know God. And now, if you ask me where they are, I can't even tell you. Because they don't even own their own lives. Somebody can determine when they will die. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. Amen. We are joking. We are playing with God. We are playing with God. And so long as we keep doing that, it's our own destiny that we are, we are playing with. I'm telling you. I pray that the Lord will show all of us mercy. In the name of Jesus. We are a Christian. A Christian. God said, the little that you have in your hand, Sow some, save some, and give some to the needy, and I will multiply it for you. He said no. You said no. Somebody else went to meet a fetish priest for money. The fetish priest said, bring your mother. The, the person killed his mother. And now the person is walking and driving Range Rovers. Huh? There's a new door God wants to open to. He said, just fast for three days. Fast for three days. Because even when you get the job, there are other attacks that I need to preserve you from. As you fast, the spiritual dimension of you will be activated. And I can use that as a doorway to enter your future and destroy the works of the enemy so that you'll be preserved. He said, no, me, I can't fast. No. God, you know, you know that when I fast, I get problems with my stomach. So God, this one, God, God, keep, keep playing your nose. Keep playing your nose. May the Lord help us. And give us grace. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh. All right. All right, we give God all the praise and the glory. I want to um, say something short on what I've entitled Understanding the Whole Bible. Understanding the Whole Bible. Understanding the Whole Bible. Understanding the Whole Bible. If you have your Bible with you, lift it. Understanding the whole Bible. Understanding the whole Bible. Wow. Can you all hear me? Alright. I want you to open your ears. Be very attentive 
whatever the Lord will be telling us today. Don't let anything shift your focus. Switch off the television. Get away from that group of friends talking about people. Get away. Don't switch on to your WhatsApp. Don't go to your Telegram. Don't go anywhere. Stay here. Are you with me? Good. Good. So I want to talk about understanding the whole Bible. Because many of you did not read the, um, what I wanted all of us to read. I will talk for a short time. Don't go into detail. I'm checking if people will study um, the rest God willing tomorrow. Then I finish what I'm supposed to teach. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright. Now the first question I want to ask is that that Bible you have in your hand, what is it? What is the Holy Bible? What is the Bible? What is what is the Bible? I'm taking answers. What is the Bible? What you think the, the Bible is, let me know. What is the Bible? Somebody said the word of God. Okay. Okay. Who else? Someone said it's the book of life. Okay. Who else? Okay. Someone said the written word of God. Okay. Someone said our reference as Christians on earth. Okay. Somebody said the Bible is the word of God. Okay. Somebody said the power of God. I see. I see. I see. Someone said it's a manual. For Christians, I see. Somebody said it's a book containing the word of God. Okay. Okay. Somebody said it is our manual. Somebody said, I was made to believe that is the holy book of life and the word of God. Okay. Okay. Somebody said the Bible is a translated. Okay, it's translated as book, but contains written word of God. Okay. Someone said it's a book that guides us. Okay. Someone said it's the word of God which contains principles and purpose of God for man. Okay. Someone said our guidance through life. Someone said my life guides. Okay. Someone said the mystery of God inscribed into us. Okay. Hey. Today. Uh, even all of us have different meanings for the Bible. Mm. Somebody said, destiny of God and the inheritance of men. Uh, today. Somebody said, the way of God. Somebody said, the sure prophecy of God. All these things that you are saying, I'm going to ask you questions on that. Okay. Somebody said, the written word of God translated by the Holy Spirit. Okay. Somebody said, the Bible is a book. That contains the, the word of God. Somebody said, it's the manual to navigate through life here on earth to get to destination. Hey! Somebody said, it contains the word of God to guide us. Somebody said, the wisdom and royal law of God. My God. Somebody said, it's the loss, the loss of life. Somebody said, the manual 
the manufacturer God added to me when I was created. Someone a collection of religious texts sacred for Christians. My God. Someone said it is the holy book of the Christian religion. Now listen to me. Hear me. You are a Christian. You believe in the Bible. You believe in the Bible. What do you believe that the Bible is to you as a Christian? That's the question I'm asking you. What do you believe that the Bible is to you as a Christian? Is it a book that contains peace and the word of God? Hmm. Okay. All right. All the answers you gave, um, they are good. You know, they are all good, but there are questions around your answers. And I can stretch those questions to a point where you have no answer. By God's grace. Amen. Someone said, the Bible is my inheritance. If I take the Bible from your hand and I set it on fire, where is your inheritance? Those of you saying the Bible is the word of God. Let's read something from the book of John, chapter 1. John 1, verse 1, downwards. The Bible is the word of God. The word of God. John, chapter 1, verse 1. Let's look at what the Bible is telling us. Now the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now let's let's pause here. You said the Bible is the word of God. Now the Bible the, the Bible is not telling us that in the beginning was the word. Which word? Is it the Bible? So if the Bible is the word of God, then any place you find the word, you can you can actually um, replace it with Bible. Is that what you are saying? Then you are trying to say the Bible is God. So if I set the Bible on fire, vent God. <laughs> That's what your answer, the word of God means. Uh, right now, somebody said the Bible is not the word of God. Ikuru adubas. See, today, I'm coming. Now, let's jump to verse 14. The Bible said, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. So did we behold the glory of the Bible? So is it this Bible that became flesh? Which, which one? So the, the question is, is the Bible the word of God? Those of you that say yes, if you say no, I have to baptize you with Sobolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, I, I was, by the special grace of God, some of you need to calm down and open your heart. Okay? 
because some of the things I'm going to say today, it will let you have, if you are very religious, you will not be happy with me. But I'm telling you the, the truth that you need to know. Are you with me? There are some of you listening to me. Hey, let me, let me just tell you this. If you want to understand the whole Bible, it is not preaching. Because how many hours will your pastor use to preach to you on Sunday? Let's say one hour or one hour, 30 minutes. After two hours. And even that one, it is actually a topic huh, called a sermon. And that topic is picking scriptures from different pages of the Bible. Now, every sermon that a pastor will preach actually goes down to what he believes. I hope you know that. Every sermon that a pastor will preach or teach is according to his belief. And we all know that our beliefs are not the same, even though we are all Christians. So it means when a church of Christ pastor is preaching about anointing, there is a way he will preach it from the way a Pentecost apostle will preach it. We are all Christians and we are all preaching from the Bible, but it is not the same. So the question is, what actually is the Bible? So if you are listening to only two hours message and you think you understand the Bible, you will listen to another man preaching the same message and it will be very different from yours. And you wouldn't know whether you, are, you now understand the Bible or not. And you wouldn't know who is speaking the truth. Are you with me? Because we live in an era where you hear one man of God preaching that God can kill. Another man who also preaches that God does not care. He's a merciful God. He's a loving father. Now, they are all bringing scriptures from, from the Bible. The question is, who are you supposed to believe? Because they all have clerical. They are all shouting. They are all holding the Bible and Michael. Hey! This is the reason why there are a lot of denominations right now. A lot of denominations. And let me tell you, if even two hours message from your pastor will not let you understand the Bible, then will your 15, 20, 30 minute morning devotion <laughs> open the whole Bible to you? No. No. Because that's what some of us will do. We wake up early in the morning, we read one chapter, and we read a sea cross. <laughs> there we go. We will, we will never understand the Bible. Now listen to what I said. I said, what is the Bible? Many of us are giving answers that are actually not straight. Let me give you, let me give you what the Bible actually is. Can I say something before I give you the definition? What I'm about to say will, will, will sound quite huge, but take heart, don't be too religious. 
Because if you become religious, you will insult me. And if you insult me too, God will handle your matter. <laughs> Amen. Good. Now, do you believe that heaven, earth, and hell are not the only places that God made? I hope you believe that one. Heaven, hell, and earth. You believe that they are not the only places that God made? Good. That's the first thing. Do you believe that just this earth that we are living there are other dimensions of the earth that God has made certain beings that are living there. Do you believe that one too? Good. So you believe that when we speak of earth, we are not talking of only the physical side where human beings are dwelling. But there are other planes of the earth. That certain beings that God himself created also dwell. I hope you believe you believe that one. Now let me ask a very um, beautiful question. Those beings that are living in those realms, do they also read our Bible? Like the answers that are coming. <laughs> like the answers. Everybody is saying no. So now the question is, what is what are they reading? Does it mean that there, there are no Bibles in that realm? Is it not God that created them? So how is God relating with them? Now, if I want to say this thing, I want to say this. If this Bible we have is not for those beings also, then I want you to know this clearly. The Bible that we have is not a book for the entire multiverse that God has created. Mm. Can I say it again? I think some of you are confused. Let me say it again. If those beings Okay, let me just open your eyes a little bit on this one. Understand that when you when when you hear the word earth, when you hear the word earth, the earth that we all know in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth we all know. When we hear the word earth, the earth actually has seven planes, seven main planes. I've talked on this before. Seven main planes. And when we speak of planes, let me just make mention of spheres. Seven main spheres. 
with mankind. The Bible is the record of God's covenant journey with mankind. Are you following? Good. Now, with this definition, there is something you should expect when you are studying the Bible. And I want to note some few things here. There is no way you can understand the Bible without understanding covenants. There is no way. You can't understand this Bible without understanding covenants because it is the record of God's covenant journey with mankind. So if you want to understand the Bible, you first need to understand covenants and how God worked with certain people according to specific covenants. Else, you will never understand the Bible. Are you following? Good. Now, let me make some few points that you are supposed to note down. And some of the things I'm about to say, you, you, you get confused a little bit, but relax. Don't be too religious. Huh? Be open-minded and learn. The first thing I want to say is that not all that is written in the Bible is applicable to you. Let me say it this way. Not all that is written in the Bible applies to you. Write it. Let me just give you a simple example. The Bible said, And they that did not receive and believe in him, they have already been condemned. Have you believed in the Lord Jesus? Have you received him? That scripture is not for you. Now, let me see another thing. God told the Israelites that every family is supposed to kill a lamb and use the blood of the lamb to spear their doorposts. And that he's going to send an angel of death and you pass through the whole land of Egypt. Where do you live? The gift of <laughs> okay. So now go and kill a lamb. And use the... You see? It does not apply to you in its literal sense. Are you following? These are some of the things you need to understand. There was a young man that wanted to study the Bible. He took the Bible and he said, God, today, wherever 
my eyes will look at in the scriptures. Any verse that I find, I will do exactly as it is. Then the guy closed his eyes and opened the Bible. Then he opened his eyes. The first scripture that his eyes actually came upon us and Judas killed himself. Please, he has to apply it because he said all the Bible, everything written in the Bible, you have to apply it to yourself. And Judas killed himself. So kill yourself. Then he said, oh God, sorry, I was just, as for the second one that I'm going to do, the second one I'm going to do, God, as for this one, by hook or crook, I will do it. Mm -hmm. Then he closed the Bible and closed his eyes again. And he opened it. And when he opened it, the next scripture that his eyes fixed on was, and so do same. Ye also likewise do the same as your fathers have done. <laughs> and God forbid. You see, that, that, many of you, that's how you, you study the Bible. So today, wherever I open, that's what I'm going to do. You close your eyes and say, Tara, then you open to the book of Job. You start reading, you start reading. You will never understand the Bible, the Word of God. I know many of you, that's what you do. You say, Tara, there you go. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Amen. So I want you to know this the Bible is the record of God's covenant journey with mankind. That means God made men and he began to work with the men according to covenants. And the type of covenant that God will cut with a particular man or a particular group of men will determine how he will relate with them. Are you with me? And the second thing you need to understand in the Bible you are holding is that the Bible's chronological pattern is wrong. That which you have in your hands right now. The chronological pattern. When I say chronological pattern, I'm talking about how it follows like um, you know systematically, how everything follows from this one to this one, from this one to this one. It actually is incorrect. Because you can be reading the whole Bible from Genesis to the book of Judges and everything is on point, like history, from one point to the other. But the moment you hit Ezra and Nehemiah, you start reading something different. That some people are trying to build a certain broken wall of Jerusalem. Meanwhile, you never read it from anywhere from Genesis to Judges that a certain wall was broken. How then are the people building the wall? When did the wall break? Who broke the wall? So you will not understand when you read Ezra and Nehemiah. 
then you realize that Esther and Job will also pop in pressure. You will just you will be confused. But gradually, as you hit the book of Isaiah, Jeremiah, you will now realize that the prophets, Jeremiah and Isaiah, Ezekiel, all of them prophesied that the children of Israel were doing things against the will of God. So a nation called Babylon will come and destroy their city and take them into slavery. So what the prophet Jeremiah, what the prophet Isaiah, what the prophet Ezekiel were prophesying was actually what happened. And when the people, the walls of Jerusalem were broken, the children of Israel were taken into captivity in Babylon. And it was in Babylon that a prophet by name, Daniel, arose. It was actually in Babylon that Ezra and Nehemiah, God began to speak to Nehemiah. That go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. But in our Bible, Ezra and Nehemiah came. They were building the walls before the prophet prophesied that it would be broken. Is that one correct? So if you take the Bible as a layman, and you just want to understand it from Genesis to Revelation, you get confused when you hit Ezra and Nehemiah. That means the prophets, Jeremiah, Isaiah, and Ezekiel, their, proph their prophecies were supposed to come before Ezra and Nehemiah. But you don't see it that way in the Bible. So what you need to understand about it is that the chronological flow or pattern of the Bible is incorrect. Are you following? Good. The next thing you need to understand about the Bible you are holding is that the Old Testament that you have was put together in categories, not according to history. Because if it was according to history, just as I said earlier, then Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel would have come. Are you with me? Before Ezra and Nehemiah. So you read the Bible to your point where you see Psalms, you see Proverbs, you see Ecclesiastes, and it looks like those kind of books are speaking of something different, not necessarily history. They are different books on their own. I believe you are all getting what, it, what I'm talking about. I'm just giving an introduction of understanding the whole if you don't get these things, don't let anybody pull, pull his eyes on you. Are you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Sit down. You see, religious people will never understand what I'm saying. Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, if you want to go. You have been reading your Bible for 27 years, and you have been praying. Have you grown? Oh, have you grown? <laughs> there is something we are lacking. Listen, we should stop this religious kind of... um. Rituals that we have been doing. 
Every Sunday we go to church, we just wear new clothes, we just go and dance, and we think we are, we are fine, we are spiritually filled. After that, be honest to yourself, my brother. Be honest to yourself. Sit down. Do you know that there is a, there is a certain wind that is blowing right now in Africa? And it is actually a wind that came out of the left hand of Asteroid. What I'm talking about is an experience I've had in the realm of the spirit where the Lord Jesus showed me what is happening in Africa now. And if we don't rise and pray, something is going to happen. There is a wind that blew from the left hand of one of the powers in the kingdom of darkness called Ashtaroth. She's also known as the Queen of Heaven. When you read the book of Acts chapter 19, she's called the Great Diana. She's also the one called Easter, where we got the word Easter. We are celebrating Easter. It is not to Jesus. It is actually to a certain demon in the kingdom of darkness called Ashtaroth, a female demon. She is the demon that is in charge of all false religion. Every false religion. Now, this wind that is blowing out of the hand of this demon is blowing massively in Africa. And that spirit is raising a certain kind of people that will stand strongly for ancestral worship. You know, many years ago, there was ancestral worship in all around Africa. But Christianity brought it down. But now it is rising. It is rising seriously. And people don't mind to pour libation to their forefathers. You can even meet people who say they are Christians, but they, they pour libation to their, to their ancestors. And there is nothing wrong with that. Yes. So if you are not spiritually sensitive, you will not know what I'm talking about. That is what is happening now. Ancestral worship. Everywhere. In Africa. In Ghana, Korea is very, is very bad. We are rising. They will tell you, every country has a God. Worship the God of your country. That is, that is Asteroth right there. Trying to partner with the Elohim. That rebelled against God. So there are people that are worshipping God in river bodies. People are worshipping God in mountains. Some people are worshipping God in trees. I want you to know this. You need to get this. And they told you, most of the time, these people, the first thing they tell you, especially the Christians, is that the white people brought the Bible so that they can take your gold and enslave you with the Bible. Haven't you heard that thing before? Now, anytime you hear this, what will be your answer that you give to these people? Because if you don't understand the Bible as it is, there is no way you can get an answer for them. There is no way. Are you with me? 
Mm. I will say some things today and God will help us. So we need to understand that. I told you that not all that is written in the Bible applies to you literally. And also, the chronological pattern or flow of the Bible is incorrect. I've explained that. And I told you that the Old Testament was actually put together in categories, not necessarily according to historical flow. Are you with me? Now, when you read throughout the Bible, from Genesis to the book of Revelation, there are five main covenants, five covenants that God established between himself and mankind. Five covenants that God established between himself and mankind. Five covenants that God established between himself and mankind. The first covenant is the covenant that God established between himself and Noah. It is known as the Noahic covenant. Noah, then you add IC to it. Noahic covenant. The second covenant is known as the Abrahamic covenant. The covenant that was between God and Abraham. Can you all hear me please? Good. The third covenant is the Mosaic covenant. The covenant that is between God and Moses. Mosaic. M-O-S. A-I-C, M-O-S-A-I-C, Mosaic Covenant. The fourth covenant is the Davidic Covenant, the covenant that is between God and David. So definitely, the covenant is between God and a particular person that will be for a particular group of people. Now, the last covenant is the covenant, is, is known as the new covenant. The new covenant. And I want somebody to tell me, this covenant is between who and who? Can somebody help us? There is a between God and Jesus. That is so on point. That is so on point. But it will be said in this way, it is between the Father and the Son. God and Jesus is actually the, the is, is right. But technically, we say it is between the Father and His Son. Mm. Great. Great. Now, these are the five main covenants, the five covenants. It is known as the new covenant, the new, new. A pamphophro. A pamphophro. Yes, the new covenant. Now, these are the five covenants that God established between himself and mankind. Now, 
whatever you are reading throughout the entire Bible surround these covenants. There is nothing like Adamic covenant. I will explain what I mean by that. There is nothing like Adamic covenant. God made Adam. Adam is mankind. Adam is mankind. When we say mankind, the Adam was actually standing for all humanity. That is what you have to understand. Are you following? Good. So understand that. Now, the Noahic covenant, the covenant between God and Noah. Let me just say this before I come back to the five covenants that God established between himself and mankind in the Bible. Now, there are three main types of covenants. Three, three types of covenants. Three main, three types of covenants. Every other covenant must fall under these three categories. Are you following? The first one is the marriage covenant, the covenant of marriage, the marriage covenant, and it is actually the covenant where two equals come together. To create a partnership. Where two equals come together to create a partnership, then they work together according to that partnership. That is a marriage covenant. I said the marriage covenant is the covenant where two equals, very, very, very important, where two equals. come together to create a partnership and work together according to that partnership. The second type of covenant is known as the Grant Covenant. The Grant. G-R-A-N-T. I've granted you that offer. The Grand Covenant. Now, this kind of covenant is actually from the greater to the lesser. From the greater to the lesser. And it is mostly also known as the covenant of blessing. The covenant of blessing. Where someone that is great would decide to release a word of blessing on someone that is lesser with no rules or obligations attached. 
Are you following? Great. Now, in the book of Genesis, chapter 9, verse 11, Genesis chapter 9, verse 11, we are talking about the grand covenant. It is when a, a greater personality comes and he just declares words of blessing upon the lesser. He has entered into a covenant with that person without any rule or regulation attached. It is called a grand covenant. Now, Genesis chapter 9, verse 11. Now, after the flood wiped away all humanity from the surface of the earth, leaving Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives, that is eight people on this earth. The Bible says something. Genesis chapter 9, verse 11. The Bible says, that is God speaking. God is speaking to Noah. He said, I am setting up my covenant with you that never again will every living thing be destroyed by flood waters. No, never again will a flood destroy the earth. Now, that is just the covenant God entered with Noah. Noah did not do anything. God did not tell Noah that I will not destroy the earth with flood again. But if you do this, then I will destroy the earth with flowers. That's not what God said. He said, never. This is the covenant I'm entering with you. That never again will every living thing be destroyed by flood waters. No, never again will a flood destroy the earth. That means no matter how you see that the rains are trying to fall, no matter what happens, no matter the flood that will bring the, 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 the walls of people and destroy houses, it does not mean the earth has been destroyed. The earth will never be destroyed with flood. This is the covenant that God entered with Noah. And the Bible says, He created a certain token in the sky. He showed Noah, a rainbow. And he said, anytime you see the rainbow, know that my covenant with you, which is, I will not destroy the earth with flood water, is still active. Mm. Now, the question is, no matter what human beings do on this earth, flood will never destroy the earth. That is to tell you that flood actually destroyed the earth. Are you with me? That is not my message. I'm trying to let you know how a grand covenant is like and how it works. It is called that, 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 that kind of covenant, the one that is greater, just calls the lesser one and say, I'm saying this to you, I'm blessing you. That is all. So God just called Noah and said, 
I'm establishing a covenant with you today. And the, the covenant is this. Never again will I destroy any living thing on this earth with flood waters. There is nothing that no one did. The same thing, the same kind of covenant happened between God and Abraham. God and Abraham. Now, in the book of Genesis chapter 15, are you getting something now? Good. Genesis chapter 15. Verse 12 to 18. Genesis chapter 15, verse 12 to 18. God is speaking to Abraham. And the word of the Lord said, And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And lo, an horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. Verse 14, And also that nation whom they shall serve will I jail, and after, afterward shall they come out with great substance. Verse 15, And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, thou shalt be buried in a good old age. Verse 16, But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Verse 17. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace. Let me start from. Some of you have missed what we are talking about. Now, let me start from chapter 1, um, verse 1 of chapter 15. God appeared to Abraham. And when he appeared to him, the Bible said, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Verse 2, And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? Verse 3, And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, lo one born in my house is my heir. Verse 4, and behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be your heir. Verse 5, and he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. Verse 6, and he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Uh, the Lord will help us. Are, are you all following gradually? This is God speaking. God has appeared to Abraham. And Abraham is telling God that God, you have not given me any child. I am growing. And you know, as I keep growing, I don't know who, who will inherit all these things that I have. The only person I have now is Eliezer. And he's a slave. He's just a servant. 
He's not from my own land. He's not part of my family. So right now, as I'm talking now, if I die, Eliezer will be the one that will inherit all my properties. God said, no! Eliezer will not be the one that will inherit what you have, but a seed that will come out of your own land. And the Bible said, Abraham said, okay, fine, you shall say this, I believe. And the Bible said, the moment Abraham believed God, God declared on him, because you have believed me, I declare you righteous. Now, what is righteous? That's not my message. We'll talk about that one God will tomorrow. For you to know, if there is no covenant, there is no righteousness. Amen. Follow me, Kev. I'm, 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 I'm teaching you how to understand the whole Bible. Are you following? I'm still on the second type of covenant now. So I'm speaking to us that the covenant that God established with Noah was a grand covenant. And I'm now also talking to us that the covenant that God established with Abraham is also a grand covenant. So I'm now explaining the kind of covenant that God established with Abraham and how it is now known. Good. How it is also part of the, um, of the grand covenant. Are you with me? Good. So now, God is speaking with Abraham. And God has told Abraham that a child will come out of your own lungs and you will be the one that will inherit what you have. And Abraham believed what God said. And the Bible said, God has made him righteous. Now verse 7, the Bible said, And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of you are of the Chaldees, or Ur of the Chaldees, to give thee this land to inherit it. Verse 8, And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? Verse 9, And he said unto him, Now, Abraham is knowing. God is telling him that I've brought you to this land for you to know that this land you will inherit it. And Abraham is asking God, how will I know that I will inherit this land? Now listen to what God is telling Abraham to do. The Bible said, the Bible said, the Lord responded, bring me a three-year-old cow, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. Are you listening to what is going on here? The man wants to know whether what God has said that he will inherit the land, it will surely be made manifest. And God is telling him to bring all these things. God said, bring me a three-year-old cow, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. The Bible said in verse 10, so Abraham brought him all these animals and cut each of them in half down the middle. Are you getting what Abraham is doing now? So Abraham brought all the animals and he divided them into two straight from the middle. And when he did that, the Bible said, he placed them, he placed the pieces opposite each other. But he did not cut the beds in half. The question is, why? When we get into the new covenant, we will understand that one. But I'm, I'm showing you a covenant that God is cutting with Abraham. Are you following? So God told Abraham to bring all these animals. He brought a three-year-old cow, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a pigeon. Now, the pigeon and the turtle 
those are bears. So the Bible said, Abraham cut all the animals into equal halves. But as for the, the bears, he did not cut them into halves. So those animals that he cut into halves, he placed the sides, the pieces, opposite each other. So there was like a way between them. I don't know if somebody is getting what is, what is going on. Cool. So you put the, 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 this, this half here and you put the other half here gradually. So there was a way between them. Now, under normal circumstances, this, what I'm talking about right now, was an ancient way of a covenant between two parties. When two parties actually were entering into a covenant, that is exactly what they used to do. They would cut animals into two and put their pieces opposite each other and it would create a pathway. So now, the two parties will actually bring two people that will stand in for the covenant and the two people will pass through that way that is between the house of the animal and they will start releasing curses and blessings on themselves while they are passing through that way. Now, these are some of the words we say when they are passing through. When we fulfill everything we have said concerning this covenant, may we be blessed. May good things happen to us. May the rains come to our land. This, this, this. But if we fail to fulfill what, is, what this covenant says, let us become like these dead animals here. Then they will cross the way. Are you following? So under normal circumstances, if God is telling Abraham to do this, then it means God and Abraham should have passed through the way. Are you getting the picture? But the moment Abraham did that, God became silent. Abraham sat down. He waited and waited and waited. And when the sun was about to set, he fell into a deep sleep. So let's read what continues. The Bible says, When birds of prey swooped down on the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. Verse 12. And the sun began to set. Abraham was overcome with deep sleep. And suddenly, a frightening and terrifying darkness descended on him. Verse 13. Then the Lord told Abraham, You can be certain about this. Your descendants will be foreigners in a land that is in this. They will be slaves there and will be oppressed for 400 years. However, I will judge that nation they serve, and later they will live there with many possessions. Verse 15. Now, as for you, you will die peacefully, join your ancestors, and be buried at a good old age. Verse 16. Your descendants will return here in the fourth generation. So you see, that same land that they were on, that God was actually doing that covenant with Abraham, it was the same land that God was going to do to the Israelites after 400 years. That is why Abraham wanted the proof that it will surely happen. I love the Bible. It's, it's so plain. You just, you just understand it. Some of us don't even know that this one too is written in the Bible. Because this one, your pastor cannot use it to preach any other sermon. You cannot preach divine, divine um, empowerment with this verse. <laughs> you cannot preach supernatural speech with this one. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
So many pastors have never preached the Bible from this side. They've never preached sermons from this one because they don't even know what it is. And that is why some of you have never heard it before because every scripture you know, it came out of the mouth of a man of God. And if the man of God does not understand it, he will not say it. So you too, you will not know it. Are you all following? So after God said all those, he said to Abraham, your descendants will return here in the fourth generation since the iniquity of the Amorites has not yet run its course. Verse 17. Now listen, when the sun had fully set, it was dark. You see, deep sleep fell on Abraham. So in, in his deep sleep, God was talking to him. God was actually speaking to him while the man was asleep. We are about to have a covenant and God has... So it was not Abraham that slept. God caused a deep sleep to fall on Abraham. And what did God do? The Bible said, When the sun had fully set, it was dark. A smoking fire pot and a fiery torch passed between the animal pieces. Who are we speaking about here? Who did that? Who actually is that? Who passed through the animal pieces? That is God. Where was Abraham? He was fast asleep. So you see, God passed through those animals and created that covenant. The six is that that very day, the Lord made this covenant with Abraham. I'm giving this land to your descendants from the river of Egypt to the greater, to the great Euphrates River, including the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gegasites, and the Jebusites. <laughs> this is the covenant that God established with Abraham. Abraham did not wake up to say anything. God just came to tell him that, my, my, my boy, I'm going to establish a covenant with you. And your descendants will be great. And this is what I'm going to do. This land where you are right now, because I called you from your, your, your forefathers' place. I called you from you are of the Chaldean. People that worship idol. I called you out of that place. And where I am standing with you right now, that is the land I will give to your descendants. But listen, this is what will happen. Your descendants will be in a different land for 400 years. But I, God, will bring them to this same land. I am establishing a covenant with you right now. Now you see, many, many years after that covenant, Abraham's son Isaac also gave birth to another son called Jacob. Jacob took his brother's blessing and his brother wanted to kill him. He ran away and once he was running, he got to this same land. He took a stone and he slept on it and the heavens opened. And God said, this land that you are lying on, I told your forefather, I told your grandfather Abraham that I will give to your descendants. Oh my God. I don't know if you are getting what is going on here. So there is nothing that Abraham did 
God just told him, I will give you this land and your, your descendants will inherit the land. He actually made mention of places that he would give to them. Because that time that Abraham was on that land, no, no other nation was on that land. But after 400 years, when the children of Israel had left captivity, when they got to the land, some people were already living on the land. So they had to sack all of them to take charge of the land. That's why God mentioned the names of the Jebusites, all those people. Abraham didn't even know them because they were not existing by then. So God was actually prophesying of something 400 and something years to come. And Abraham had nothing to do about it. That is a grand covenant. And God even said something. He said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And I am looking if I can get anything that is greater than me. So that I can swear by that thing that indeed I will bless you. But I'm not getting anything. So I am swearing by myself. I will bless you. What kind of, this is what we call a grand covenant. It is a blessing covenant from the greater to the lesser. So there is no way, you see, God did not tell Abraham that. Abraham, I will bless you, but if you misbehave, I will take the blessing. God never said that. That is the reason why the seed of Abraham, naturally, one is Ishmael. And we all know that. And it is actually the descendants of Ishmael are the Arabs that we all know. So the Arabs are also part of the blessing that God gave to Abraham. God will not say because they are fooling, so he will take the blessing from them. No, it was a grand covenant that God established. So if you think that some of these Arabs will be poor, it will not happen. In fact, if you look at the purest gold in the Bible, the Bible says the purest gold is it's on a certain land called Havila. And that land is in Saudi Arabia. Those of you that read the Bible, um, the five chapters of the book of Genesis, the Bible spoke about the fact that a certain river came out of Eden and watered the garden. And when it was leaving the garden, it divided into four heads. The first one was called Pison. The second one was called Gihon. We all read that. High grace. We all read that. Good. And one of them, the Bible said, that is the river that flows through the whole land of Havila, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. So I'm telling you, if you want to, if you want to know people that love gold and jewels, go to the Arabian country. Go to Saudi Arabia and see. They are blessed. They are blessed. And that is the Abrahamic blessing. They will not be poor. Are you with me? Alright. Let me say this so that we end here and continue God willing tomorrow. So the Abrahamic covenant too. The Abrahamic covenant too is also a grand covenant. God just blessed them. Established the covenant. I will give this land to your descendants. He didn't say if you do this I will not give it to you. But if you do this I will give. He said I am just giving it to you. It's a grand covenant. So there is a covenant like that. And the last type of covenant is called the mercy covenant. You don't want to have that one. In as much as the name mercy sounds good. The mercy covenant is like this. When a king and his nation captures another nation and kills the men, living women, children, 
and the handicap. And the king will not tell them that it is in my power to kill all of you. But I will not kill you. I want to show you mercy. And I want to establish a covenant with you. And this is the covenant. I will let you live. But this living that you are living, every month, when you, you, you grow your crops, you have to bring 80% to me. You have to pay tribute to me. You pay tax. You pay this. You pay this. So the people are actually living as a result of a certain mercy that that king had. But still, they are in slavery. It's a covenant. The day you decide not to pay that tax, the king cannot decide to do what he wants. So, three main types of covenant. The marriage covenant, which is between two equals that are coming together in partnership to work together according to that partnership. Two equals. Now, the second one is the grand covenant is between the greater and the lesser. Where the greater will release the blessing on the lesser without any room or obligation attached. And we realize that the Noahic covenant, the covenant between God and Noah is a grand covenant. The covenant between God and Abraham is also another grand covenant. Are you with me? Good. But I told you that there are five covenants in the entire Bible. Let me say this last thing, then we um, will end here. Now, listen. I want to talk about covenants and testaments. Covenants and testaments. Covenants and testaments. There is a difference between covenant and testament. They are not the same. They are not the same. Are you with me? Let's say I have entered into a covenant with my son, the kept prince. And the covenant is from today, I hope, I hope you can all hear me. Can you all hear me, please? Good. Now, let's say there is a covenant between myself and my son, the prince. And that is how the covenant goes. From today, everything that belongs to me is for my son, the prince. And whatever belongs to him is also for me. So you can take what is mine, I can also take what is his. But now, after generations, so from that day of the covenant, anything that happens as we progress in the covenant according to days, months, years, we begin to write it down. So maybe a time came where one of my sons decided to take something from the kept prince's family and they decided not to give. Now, it has become a problem. It will be written down that a day came where this and this did this happened and it brought actually a problem to the covenant and this. So whatever is written around a covenant is known as a testament. So let's say that day when we cast the covenant, there was a song that all of us decided to sing. So whenever the family of my son, the kept prince, is entering my family house to take whatever belongs to them, they have to sing a particular song so that we will know that, oh, okay, this one is from the kept family. Then we will allow them to take. So that song they will sing is also part of a testament. 
So the, the simple definition of a testament is a testament is the body of literature that surrounds a covenant. The body of literature that surrounds a covenant. Are you following? So it can be songs that there are certain poetry. When we all hear the word literature, we know it can be a writing. So if I want to read from Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis chapter 11, it speaks of the covenant that God established with Noah. But specifically, the covenant God actually established was in Genesis chapter 11, chapter 9 verse 11. Chapter 9 verse 11. But everything that was written about Noah and his sons and the flood and everything is called a testament. Tells you there is a difference between a testament and a covenant. A testament is the body of literature that surrounds a covenant. Now, let me open your eyes on something. Do you know the new covenant? We all got, can you all hear me? We all got to know that the new covenant is between the father and the son. The father and the son. Now, when Jesus was given the Holy Communion. He said, this is the new covenant in my blood. That means until the blood is shed, no covenant has been cut. So the new covenant was actually established on the cross when the Lord Jesus died. That means the birth of Jesus and all those things you read in the book of Luke that speaks of Zechariah and Elizabeth giving birth to John and all those kind of things. It is not the New Covenant. It is New Testament. So there is a whole lot of New Testament actually before the New Covenant. I don't know if somebody getting what is going on. You need to know this before you can understand the Bible. So from today, don't confuse yourself. So the new covenant does not start at Matthew chapter 1. The new testament actually starts from that place. Are you with me? So you need to now know the difference between a covenant and a testament. Alright. Um, I'm going to pause here for today. God willing, tomorrow I will continue. But don't forget that we are going to meet this night at exactly 12 a.m. GMT um, to fire prayer. Don't also forget that God willing, tomorrow we are continuing from chapter 6 into chapter 10. Have a lot of things to share with us, I'm telling you. And by the time we are done, you will be blessed. You will be so blessed. You will be, when you pick the Bible, it will not look so delicious for you again. You will just take the Bible and know that, oh, okay, now. And understand the Bible according to covenant. That is why in the Old Testament, when you look specifically around the Mosaic covenant, it looks like God was a wicked God. But in the New Covenant, it is not like that. Why? It is because of a covenant. The covenants are not the same. So based on the kind of covenant that God has with the people, then how God will actually manifest himself or relate with the people. Are you with me? So God relates with us according to the type or the kind of covenant he has with us. He's not a wicked God. 
that the kind of covenant that he establishes with us will determine how he will relate with us. So don't confuse yourself. When you read the Bible and you see God manifesting in a strange way and all those kind of things, no. You need to have understanding about these things. All right, the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The marriage covenant, the grand covenant, and the mercy covenant. The mercy covenant. All right, I'm going to upload um, the message right after here. That's going to be the part one of um, understanding the whole Bible. God willing, um, tomorrow we are going to continue with the part two. And I'm believing God that we'll complete um, that um, the whole sermon, God willing, tomorrow, so that we all will move forward in the mighty name of Jesus. And I'm going to take you to um, the historical backgrounds of things. Hmm? I'm going to talk to you about how the Bible was actually, you know, um, combined. And why some of the books have been taken away, the book of Enoch, the book of Tobit, all those books. Why, why have they been taken away? Who actually combined the Bible? Who, who divided the Bible into chapters and verses and all those kind of things? Was it like that in the times of old? We are all going to learn all these things. To know, the Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you and keep all of you strong. We shall meet at exactly 12 a.m. GMT. The Lord bless you and empower all of you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let me take one question. Let me take one question. Then we close. I have just two minutes. Let me take only one question. Have two minutes. If anybody has a question. God bless you. God bless you all. Any question? God bless you. God bless you, Mrs. Um, Dank Lydia. God bless you. Someone said, with the plan, with the place of the earth, how can humans see the other six? It is not for humans. It is not for us to see. That is somebody's plane. And they are living their lives there. This is the plane we are supposed to live our lives. Just that all those planes have been, let me say, portions of those planes have been collected and placed in us. So as we are standing here, we are connected to all those planes even without our knowledge. One of the main, one of the planes is called the mental plane or the mental sphere. And when we speak of mental, we are actually speaking of the faculties of your mind. If you have mind, then there are beings that dwell in the, me in the mental plane that you can be connected to. There are beings that they are like mental beings. That's that's how they are. Yeah. They can other beings communicate with men for good. When you say good, good is relative. So there is the good of God and there is the normal good. You need to know that. And you need to know what God actually wants, not what you can do. Are you with me? You can consult another spirit and the Spirit will give you money. You keep giving money, those monies to the orphans and all those things. You are not doing what pleases God. Mm. Yes, because what God has given to you is His Spirit. 
All right. Somebody said, All right. So with the New Testament, where they arrange historical happening, it is only from the um, because the New Testament is huge and it ends at certain points. And also, there are so many things that happened in the New Testament that have not been recorded. In the Bible, we have these 66 books. Because whilst Paul was actually preaching to the Ephesus, all some of the disciples were also doing ministry somewhere, but most of them were not recorded. So if you were recording all of them, then you would have had a very big book. You get what I'm saying? So it was not actually recorded according to historical um, um. all right my time is up my time is up our time is up the lord bless us and keep all of us strong if you want to support the work of god the number is 0240 if you want to be a covenant partner you can also send me a text via WhatsApp on that very number. I'm going to add you to the Covenant Partners WhatsApp page and we'll keep things from there. The Lord bless you all and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll surely meet this night at exactly 12 a.m. GMT. God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. God bless you. We will meet. Shalom. Bye-bye. Watch your back. Oh, I